4: I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good.
2: On 1080, the fan. Woo. Woo. We're she here. Just, just made it. Well, no, we did not just make it. <laughs> I mean, we, we kind of did. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that was like 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Yeah,
4: <laughs> the, the people didn't even know. They were just well. like, oh, this this <laughs> update sounds
2: different. <laughs> this is not what's supposed to be happening at this time. No, we are here. We are here. I texted Rashad, coming in hot. And uh, the problem is, is that Joe is out today. <laughs> yeah, I think
4: I think we both f- forgot that Joe was going to, you know, do some, you know, some some golfing stuff. Is this the golf stuff. week? Yeah, Joe yeah, did a, a camping
2: trip. He did a golfing trip and. Yeah, we just do
4: work. We know that much. We know that much.
2: (laughs) He's not not in here on Sundays very often anymore. He is
4: absentee from this show all the time. Yeah,
2: no, this this happens to me sometimes on Sunday mornings. You just wake up, and you're starting to get ready, and you look at the clock, and you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) No. It was later than I thought it was. No, and that's the— Or the the shower took longer than I thought it was. the
4: downside to starting, you know, at 9 a.m. on a Sunday. I can only imagine how Dirt and Sprague, you know, feel coming in at— what five o'clock in the morning, you know, something like that every day? Like that's that that's I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine that. You gotta have some real fortitude to to get up and if shout out to all the people that get up when it's still dark outside to go to work. Like that's saying a lot. I used to work at Office Max when I lived in Vegas. Yeah, and uh, I had to be there at five fifteen in the morning. It's just the most the, the most random time to start work anyway. But every day I went outside, it was still dark that does something to a person when that's the way they go to work all the time is when it's still hella dark
2: yeah it's uh it's one of the tough things about working late during the winter is leaving when it's dark all the time oh yeah and it's
4: dark at like three o'clock yeah and i know
2: actually for most people when it gets to like peak winter everyone's leaving when it's dark out or at least when the sun is about set it's more like you know i'm here till seven or later various days once it hits like mid-november it's dark yeah. every day yeah. and you're going home at night and it's dark out and that's kind of depressing when you when on the flip side but it's but at least you're going home you're you're done with your day going in when it's dark out is yeah i can't even imagine it
4: just feels so late like when you know it, it, it's like 5 30 and you feel like it's nine because it's already dark and the street lights are on it's like man this is It is super, super, super depressing that time of year, you know, especially as you're first getting used to it. So, yeah, big up to all the people that get up really early to go to work. How long do you think
2: it it takes to adjust to that schedule? Um, Because it's like eventually it's got to feel normal. Eventually, you know, you've been getting up early every day. you know,
4: I mean, it's not a thing for you anymore, you know, but I think, you know, probably probably about maybe about a month. You know, maybe about a, a month. month? Of, I yeah, feel like I, it would
2: take longer than that.
4: No, nah, Oprah says you do anything for 30 days and it becomes habit. <laughs> so I'm going to listen to The Billionaire Thanks, you know, Oprah. on that one, you know. But, uh, yeah, I would probably say somewhere like around a month, a month and a half before you're like, all right, this is this is okay. I don't mind. My alarm is set. I know what time I have to be to bed to get, you know, a nice amount of, of sleep. You know, for me, I only need about maybe five hours, four hours, and hour. I'll be... I'll be functional. I'll be good. You know,
2: really, you can function on that little sleep.
4: I went to sleep last night at like I, I, Lynch, and I'll tell you in the break. I had the craziest day yesterday, man. And like,
2: not safe for air.
4: Not uh, sure the not story. We got not, seven not minutes. Not necessarily not safe for air, but you know, something involves family and <laughs> yeah, some other okay, stuff. Okay, so okay. it's just kind of one of those A little those personal. Things. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, so I think I'm I'm went to bed at like you know, maybe like two thirty, and then you know got up at. Right around seven forty-five, just to make sure I was, you know, ready for the show. So, yeah, if I get a few hours, I'm. That's usually the way it goes on on Saturday too. Like, I'm. I try to be in bed early, but it's Saturday, and it's really the only day, the one of the only days you get to kind you of get hang to actually out. like do yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm usually in the bed by like sometimes like three thirty, you know, a four sometimes. So, if I know I got to be up by like eight to to make it to the show on time, but yeah, so I totally understand how 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 early people have to get up and that. That adjustment is is crazy, man. I'm glad they out there, you know, doing that early work.
2: It's uh, it's one of those things where I need a lot of sleep, and I've tried to go on less sleep. I've I've tried to, you know, be like, oh, what if I just get six hours, you know? And I find that for myself, if I'm not getting at least seven hours of sleep, I am useless the next day, and I. I don't want to be that way. Like, I mean, I like sleeping, but I like staying up and playing games and watching shows and like taking advantage of the time that you have not working. And I'd love to be able to stay up till two in the morning, and then go to sleep and wake up at you know seven, eight, nine, and then get up up about my day. I just can't. I can't do that. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm at a point now, and I never thought I would say this. I mean, I'm 33, but. I used to be like stay up till six a.m. guy, not not, you know, when I was younger. And then it would it was getting earlier and earlier in the night that I would go to sleep. And now it's like ten thirty. I'm passing out on the couch. I mean, cause and it's like and it's like I need I need that eight hours. Cause
4: you're cause you're old, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I think that's the thing. Like even so, there used to be a time, and I think this is for all of us. What you know, we would we would go out and hang out till two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, and that's like the man. What's the What's the word? What's the move? Let's go get something to eat. and Then, you know, crash out by four. And that was a pretty normal weekend when you're in your 20s and stuff like that, up until maybe about your 28, 29, you know, early 30. Uh, but at a point, like, I'm, I've noticed that I'm not a I'm not a drinker at home. Like, right? You, me and your lady sitting there and you're, 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 you're having a couple of drinks. And usually by, like, 10 o'clock, 10.30, I'm like, oh, huh, all right. Let's put a bow on it because, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty – Pretty tired here, but I've noticed if I'm out and doing stuff, I'm not as tired as we're
2: I having those drinks. You you've got I'm you've so. got that like yeah. switch you can flip. Yeah. Where when you go out and there's things it's going like, on, okay, that you let's, stay let's away. I'm here,
4: we're out. You know what I'm saying? But then when it's just at home, it's like, oh wow. Yeah, that's just one of those things. <laughs> I get that start stretching out. I can't do it.
2: It's worse for my girlfriend, and that's the that's the interesting part, is she hits her wall. And it's not the same every day. It's whenever she's tired, it is impossible for her to stay awake past that point. Impossible. She tries, she'll fight it, and then she'll pass out on the couch almost immediately. Yeah. And that time can be as early as like 9 p.m., depending how bad her day was yeah, or you know, how, how busy her day was. It hits you
4: differently at this age, which makes you know, this is why a lot of people when they're older just drink a lot of wine and stuff. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really do dark anymore. And that's what you hear people say. Once they get you know late thirties, you know, I, I don't
2: do the dark anymore. I don't, I don't
4: do dark anymore. I don't really do hard alcohol. <laughs> nice rosé, you, know, you know, a pinot. Yeah, which I'm still trying to get into wine. I can't. Do I it.
2: I love wine. I, I'm I'm discovering that wine is what gives me the worst uh, hangover headaches slash situation. You gotta situation. drink so much of it,
4: and it's like, it's it's like unsweetened juice, you know. So just I mean, I like it. Yeah, I think no, it tastes but good. it gives you. That's what wine does. It you know makes you feel weird and want to do the huckabuck. What? The huck a buck, man. Think about it, Lynch.
2: I don't have time to think about it.
4: Oh, okay. Well
2: <laughs> because we're hosting a show. Because yeah, I'd it, love to sit there and be like huck a buck. It,
4: it means intercourse.
2: Oh. Yeah. I was like, throw a dollar?
4: Yeah, no. Not, Are you what? paying for
2: sex? Are <laughs> no. you hucking a buck? No. Well, I you know what? I don't know where that <laughs> I've never heard that where term. Where that
4: before. The term uh, actually comes from. I heard it from a movie. It was pretty fun. But no, wine is just one of those things. It's a very it's the sexiest drink that's out there that's available, right? Like, if you have female company or male company or whatever company that you, you know, prefer over, over you know, the house or something like that, you can pour some shots. That can be kind of aggressive, though, if somebody's not really drinking. But glass of wine is, like, oh, yeah, it's very grown up of you. And it's very, like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll have a glass of wine. It's hard to have meaningful conversations when you're taking shots because at a point, like, those conversations can, can kind of turn, maybe even get kind of emotional because of the hard alcohol. But wine is a very cool, chill drink, and it doesn't really taste like you're getting drunk, so we drink a lot of it. And I think that's the thing. We drink so much of it, not realizing that, oh, holy hell, I'm kind of faded and I kind of have a headache right now. Like, that's always what happens for me. After I drink a bunch, I was like, yeah, I'm, I kind of got a bit of a headache.
2: I don't think I've done shots in 10 years. That was like a college and only thing for me. No need to do a shot at this point. That's why I said why
4: hard to would stay I do a up shot? late and get wasted while you have kids. <laughs> Hold my beer. Watch this. <laughs> no. no, yeah, but it's best to let the, you know, I mean, make that sure is, that is a sleep. challenge, I'm sure. It's best to make sure that kids are asleep, but I say, man, at anything after ten o'clock, like if they're up, that's their fault. You know, like if they see anything that happens when they're up. After 10 o'clock, then that's that's their bad because that's the adult time, you know. Nine, nine thirty, ten. Like, amen. yeah, but you've got
2: a responsibility to. Of course, and they you know that.
4: hopefully he sleep, or hopefully they're asleep in the room, playing, you know, Nintendo or whatever kids play now, and yeah, hopefully that's the case. But yeah, it's really you're right. It's absolutely hard to get effed up during the week, you know, or during when you especially when you have kids around. That's why parents usually wait to the weekend to be degenerates. It's typically how it happens.
2: Yeah, I guess. Go that's to true. your friend's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: You wanna have a sleepover? Yeah. Oh, that's the best. Let the kids have a sleepover and then you can do whatever you want. Yeah. To. You know, they're they're off doing their own little things. Yeah, there's, there's someone
2: else's parents' problem at that point, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You worry about my child yeah, for a Yeah, Yeah,
4: you got it. Thank you. My son just, you know, so he's going to sixth grade and now he's at that point to where he's finally starting to be like more social and, you know, make friends, or at least he calls himself doing that. So he tells me the other day, "Dad, I'm going to spend the night at my friend's house." I said, "What? Like, n- no, you're not. Like, I don't know this friend. I don't know this friend's family." It's like, "Yeah, his name is William. He's in my class." It's like, "Man, I need some more information than William in your class, and you're going to spend the night at his house." You know. So, uh, yeah, it's like at, at this point, like he wants nothing to do with me. So I can get wasted whenever I want to, really, because he's off in his own world in his own room, which is pretty much like an arcade. You know, for him at this point, he's got air hockey tables. Like, he's not worried about me and, and things that go on. So, yeah, that's the point. When they get to that age and have friends, then parents right back to going to being a degenerate.
2: Why, why do you think wine has become such the fancy drink? Like, and, and I don't know if it's like the truly fancy drink, because I also think about, like, scotch in that regard in my head. Like, I'm going to have a scotch and a cigar.
4: Because it's incredibly social. You know, yeah. like, oh, so like beers and wine, if you're at a bar, you're at a club, it says I'm here to, I'm, I'm at the party, I'm, you know, actively participating in the party, but I'm not trying to get wasted. Shots, everything means I'm trying to get wasted now, right now, you know, within the next little bit, I'm trying to fill something if you're taking, you know, multiple shots within like the hour or whatever. Wine says I'm chilling. I'm here to chill. And it goes with everything that you do. You have a birthday party, you have people over, it pairs great with dinner. Like, I know there's a, a bunch of uh, scotches and things like that and different whiskeys that, you know, can pair with a steak if you go have it or, you know, pasta, whatever the case is, but wine goes with everything, you know? Nice seafood dinner, a nice pasta dinner, nice steak, you know? Like, and you can have a glass of wine, and there's a specific wine for each of those meals, you know? So have a nice party. It says, like, um, we're here at a party. Yes, we're going to eventually get drunk, but let's pace ourselves. You know, I think that's what wine is even more than beer because with an IPA, you give somebody two of those that don't really drink a lot of heavy beer and they're all of a sudden, you know, because IPA can do that to you. But wine is just one of those things. It's it's a very subtle chill, and it's like a a nice way to build up to the the crescendo, which is ultimately the Huckabuck. Yes.
2: (laughs) I can't picture that in any other way than throwing a dollar now. I don't know. We'll I'm have sorry. To look.
4: I'm, I'm gonna have to look up the Yeah, is, it, of is it
2: like some old timey prostitute thing where you hucked a buck at a woman and then that was what happened? <laughs> that sounds correct, <laughs> right? Is, doesn't that sound like 1920s America right there? Ah, we're gonna huck a buck, see. <laughs> well, it looks as it's uh, a the dance, a dance. Uh, oh, the huckabuck dance by Chubby Checker. Is that from 1920? Because it sure sounds like it. Uh, I don't Someone know. Someone named Chubby Checker doing the Huckabuck dance. Yeah, you yeah, Chubby Checker's a legend. But Where's the Where's it say released when? Uh, it should say it on the right in that little information box, right? It should, but it doesn't. Doesn't. Mm. We'll find it. We'll find it. We'll let you know after the break, hopefully. All right, on the show today, we do have more audio. Uh, did you know that Joe Cronin was on 1080 The Fan this week? I didn't. He was on Dirt and Sprague. It's doing up, the first he time. Up, up at five o'clock. I uh, was up at I think seven thirty. Oh my gosh! But I'm working, grinding. He was probably already up taking calls, right? Doing GM things, grinding. The first time this station has had the GM on in many, many, many years. So we'll play some of the clips from him and uh, talk about the way the, the Blazers team is built at the moment. Because for now, it feels like this is kind of where we're at for the team. They are summer league champs again. Did you see the new banner is is raised in there? I
4: did. Flying high,
2: getting rings, finally. Literally getting rings.
4: Yeah, which is the silliest thing
2: in the world to me. But uh, you know, We'll talk a little bit about Jabari Walker, the star of the Summer League for the Blazers. We'll get to that. And, uh, you know, Kyler Murray signed a gigantic extension, which is a really strange thing the Cardinals are doing, considering a month ago he didn't want to be there. So we'll get to that. And uh, whatever else comes across our timelines this fine Sunday morning, you can text us 503-503. 250-1080 250 that's the fan text line and then you can find us on social media i'm at mike lynch 27 on twitter rashad's at taylormade 503 but we will begin with some blazers chatter next summer league champ blazers chatter Woo! this is the fan call
1: from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
2: This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080, the fan. Just another aside before we get to the Blazers Summer League victory. Is there a more annoying spot to lose something small than in your car? Because there are so many little nooks in between the seats. Or like on the, near the cup holders, you've got things that are open or whatever. I I find, so this happened. I I bring this water bottle in with me on Sundays. It's this bottle that I use from home. And it's got one of those little like attached straws to it. Now the top of the attached straw has like this gel thing that you use to get the water out, right? Otherwise, it's just like a, a base of a straw. You can't really drink through it. My water bottle in my car fell sideways and that popped off and it's now gone. <laughs> now I was only it was only a commercial break. I went in into the car to go look for it for a couple minutes. It fell sideways and it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's I don't gone. understand you'll where it You'll find it, it
4: randomly went. after you after you get a new uh, water bottle or at least try to get a new top for one. Yeah. You'll find it randomly one day as you reach down for, you know, a loose fry or something like that that fell
2: between your seats. Oh, I'm reaching down for a loose fry to eat it? Well, just not to have it in your car. You're probably oh, okay. going to be tossed out for a bird or something like that. But, yeah, you're going to I feel. Toss... I feel like the loose fry is the most common thing you leave in the car because, well, that's not going to rot.
4: No, I mean, it's – well, probably not. It's like, yeah, I don't want a bunch of fries in the car. This is so made out of chemicals. I'm going to go ahead and, and toss this to a birdie, you know, outside that can eat that. But I, outside of the car, the, the couch, you know, just losing things in between the couch cushions. Like, uh, I've lost my ID for weeks and then – randomly start looking at the couch and like, Oh, what do you know? Here it is. So yeah, something stupid like that. And we have these huge ginormous Shrek hands. So just reaching between small spaces, like, you know, between those spaces in the car, it can be frustrating, super frustrating.
2: And I think the problem is, is at least for me, those spaces have things in them like papers. Like there was a random paper of an old oil change that I got that was like shoved in between the seat. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it's under this thing. And I lifted that up. And then there was like a, a penny under there. And like something no, like, it's but gone, none bro. of this is the top. No, it's gone, bro. Unfortunately. It's not gone. I'm going to find it. I just top. am not going to find it right now. Go get a new top. It's no, gone. You're probably a new bottle, probably. Yeah, you're going to need a new bottle. It's all good. It's annoying. Yeah,
4: it's gone, bro. Chalk, got, it up.
2: Chalk it up to the game. We got this text, ask anything segment. Uh, well, this is one of our P1s. He likes to throw random questions at us. If there is a crime committed at the station, it needs to be covered up. Which employee or fan personality gets the first call? Needs to be covered up? Yeah. Swag. Swag? I feel like swag <laughs> has the
4: answer and knows exactly what to do in this moment. Don't panic. Quick, get me some lie. Get me, you know, a shovel. Like, I mean, yeah. Uh, See, swag I, w- is-
2: I wouldn't pick swag for yeah,
4: this. I think swag is going to be the. Well, the, be I the think one. the easy
2: answer for me is Crazy As McGinley. Engineer Jeff McGinley. Oh,
4: okay. So we're talking to everybody. Well, he yeah.
2: said employee or fan personality.
4: Okay. Well employee, if that's the case.
2: I'm gonna go with the crazy ass. That hmm. guy can do anything. Yeah, And McGinley's, hide anything. McGinley's a badass. Pra, that's that's a good that's a good one. And if I have to go with on air personality, Swat. Sook. He knows people. Yeah. Suk's gonna call the cops. No, he's not. Yeah, he is well i guess he has cops yeah he
4: didn't call the cops man nope i got i know a guy i'm gonna call him yeah that's are you calling do. the police yes i am what's the what's the worst that can happen guys yeah Suks, <laughs> well what's yeah, the I worst think... that could happen <laughs> yeah so i i think Sue's gonna sue's gonna call the cops he's And not that... gonna be involved i got too much to lose nope this guy did it over there go get him
2: and then that same texter asks us uh i've been casually watching the track and field champs championships in Eugene. I just realized the best marathoners run four and a half minute miles for twenty six point two miles. I use every ounce of energy and almost kill myself to run a six minute mile. Is this the most underappreciated physical feat in all of sports? Probably. And no one cares. That's the that's the part
4: of the track and field events that it's a it's a bathroom break. It's where I can turn the channel. It's where I'll do anything else because the distance running Events aren't very fun. This I, I was. I ran track and field in high school, or I did high jump and triple jump and stuff. So I didn't. Well, that's field. I didn't run. Yes, you know, but I did field. I didn't do track. I'll, <laughs> I'll do that part. But, I sat
2: on a field.
4: But we did watch the meets. You know, you're watching the 100, uh, 100 meter dash. You're watching the two hundred, and the hurdles, and all that stuff. But distance running is just the part that you don't really care as much about because it, it's 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 not fast. You know, at least in our eyes, the the spectator, it's not fast. But you know. Again, you're running. If they're four all running minute, the same speed, you're it running looks normal. Four minute miles, like that's insane to me that you're that people could actually physically run a four minute mile. And understanding how hard a six minute mile is,
2: like I think I did that like twice in high school. You know, yeah, but, I think my fastest mile was like seven fifty.
4: Yeah, and now it's going to be somewhere around ten minutes to 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 run a mile. You know, more than likely. You know, no, let take that back. It'll be about probably around eight. You know, because I think I'm, you could do it in eight. Probably, probably do it. Anyway. I,
2: I mean, I, I'm a big dude. I'm so, and I'm not super fast in because of my size. I'm actually pretty fast for my size, but I'm large, so I'm not. I'm not gonna go time wise quickly. I would say my even when I was running regularly, I was in like the nine thirty at my best mile, yeah, and that was hard.
4: Yeah, I'm saying I'm thinking like two minutes per like four hundred meters, like probably you know, probably eight minutes doesn't sound like terror. I'd, I'd still if this were high school, I'd be getting a death. I'd begin like if I'm running eight minute miles, you're getting an F. Or an F. More than likely, you're supposed to run the mile in six minutes, right? So no, yeah, in gym class, man. That's that was a that was a graduation six minutes. That was a graduation requirement. I think it was seven for us or something like that. that. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we didn't have a graduation requirement for. I it. mean, not
4: graduation, but I mean, it's a gym. We, as a we part ran of it the...
2: in gym class, and I ran a seven forty, and I finished in the middle of the pack. There were kids walking it. There was no requirement at my high school no you had to you a had to finish it yeah I don't know I don't been, yeah it was what if you just weird. weren't fast that's a hard requirement F if you weren't fast if you are naturally genetically slow you fail
4: I don't know I guess man but it was it was it was pretty intense and so yeah I could probably I would say at the very worst like eight and a half eight and a half minutes we'll have to go see one day okay we'll have to go to a track and actually see who could, you know, how fast it takes any of us to run a mile. At, at the station, Sprague runs it the fastest. He's a, you know, he's a runner. You, yes. know, he's, you know, he looks like a, a runner at this point. So, does hood to coast, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, does that. So Sprague is going to run it in like six minutes. You know, Dusty's probably going to run it in right around six and six and a half. Sook is probably going to run it in right around uh, six or something like six and a half. You know, I don't somewhere. think he could. I think he's, he's got meniscus issues. Okay, so I... Probably around
2: eight. But if you, if there were a competition, he's not going to not participate. See, like he's going to do it. here. I think you're completely, maybe not for Sprague. I don't know about Dusty. I mean, he's very in shape. I just don't know how much he runs. I know his, his wife is a big runner. Um, so maybe. I think you're underestimating how slow most of us are going to be. Like, I was a regular five-day-a-week runner. And the fastest I could go was 9.30 a mile now I, I well i guess that's not totally fair because i was running many miles and my fastest mile was nine something but i wasn't trying to run my fastest mile so maybe i can get to nine and honestly but, do you
4: think it would be diff? were you running on a track or anything
2: It was outside now
4: if you do you think it would be different if you actually were on
2: like a track that had like a
4: because if you're looking at 400 meters on a track it's like okay um you know you keep a, a nice pace and you're probably not thinking about it. I assume that running on the street is probably a little tougher on your knees yeah, and probably. everything like that. Yeah, so, slows
2: you. You got stoplights and stuff. You have to slow down. Yeah, and, and so I mean, I
4: I, I I think if we if we're talking about on a in in the terms of track and field, right? You're talking about on an actual regulation track. Yeah, I think I'm I, I think most of those guys run the mile
2: sub eight minutes, somewhere around there. This text says we have to do a nine minute mile to pass PE in Finn High School. You have to Nine run minutes. a specific number yeah. to pass yeah. PE. Yeah, that is it's so cruel. It's a thing. Yeah, or am I like modern pansy man over here? Like, don't require kids to run. <laughs> well, well, I mean, yeah, it's it, it was definitely a requirement, and kids set out. And I'm you're
4: like, not yeah, that I'm much not older do than it. me. Yeah, no, kids. You're set like out. five years older than me. People, you have to do it if you do you want. You want to pass gym, or do you want to be a, a sophomore and a junior in freshman gym class? freshman gym class we just had gym oh you 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 had to there was no freshman sophomore yeah, junior just, and... here in Oregon you take gym as a freshman
2: well no we did but it wasn't a specific class for freshmen it was oh, we no, were just in gym class no it's freshman like if you're, you're if you're a weirdo if you're a senior and, and no, no, then... no, no 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 sorry I'm not explaining it well it is people in my grade doing it because you're a freshman right but there's nothing different about it you're just doing gym the same way the other grades are doing gym Oh, there's you're no other doing grades it. for gym. Like,
4: you know, something that happens to the freshmen, and then you don't have to take it anymore. You can oh. take, like, weightlifting, and you can take, like, you know, sports, recreation, or whatever that means, That's you know. But for the most part, like, team sports. But you don't have to take gym every year. You have to take it as a freshman. I think you take it as a – in middle school, you take it every year. But in high school, it's one time as a freshman, and then you move on. Weird. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. We don't care that much about physical I education liked here. I like taking PE every year. It was a great break. No, I mean, I I it's, it's, it's if nothing else, it's a guaranteed A for a lot of students. Like especially unless you me, can't run fast. I work with a lot of kids that you know, gym <laughs> sometime, weightlifting. That's going to be one of their only A's that they're going to have on their report card. So having it every year is a coup for them. But it was fun. You know, it's one of those things. It was but,
2: like a forty-five to an hour and twenty-minute break. It was just like, oh, here you go. Yeah, let's playing, go play soccer, or pickleball, or volleyball, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, play some badminton. Absolutely. I think we just played mostly the main sports, but yeah.
4: No, yeah, we we they tried to make us play everything. We played pickleball, badminton. We've played, uh, obviously, all the all the kicking games, soccer and kickball, and you know, played some cricket in mm. between there. So you croquet. Cricket? Yeah. Ooh, croquet. That? That's fun, and fancy. Yeah, it was fun, but not. Something I would, hey, guys, want to go play croquet?
2: Hell yeah, let's we'll set go. Set up
4: a croquet, a set up out, out yeah. back, and let's, let's, go, let's uh, go out to the lawn. Let's go hit some balls.
2: No, thank you. Yeah, hard pass. I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like that'd be pretty fun.
4: I guess. I don't know. Probably after some, uh, some <laughs> wine. And some scotch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a, a little bit of wine, some scotch, and then we go out there and put our sweater vest on and play some croquet.
2: This text says, I think the perception of wine and scotch being fancy comes from two reasons. One, you generally don't drink either when you want to get wasted when you're young, or... You generally don't drink it when you want to get wasted when you're young, dumb, yep. and poor. Both have enthusiasts that get really pretentious when drinking in it, and of course, discussing the nuances of the flavors. Both have a huge variety of styles, and it's daunting to get into. Absolutely. Yeah, I that guess I, that's probably why I deem it as fancier. And one of those things,
4: like, I'm like wine guy, beer guy, weed guy sometimes. I'm beer guy. I know. I saw a point at you. You didn't see. You turned your head. Weed guy, sometimes those guys are, are annoying. You know what I'm saying? Thank Only you. Sometimes, not. I mean, I don't explain. Oh, every note of the. Oh, I'm drinking this and it tastes like. Bro, just shut up. And I have an
2: entire podcast based on that. You
4: know? I know, I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. But if you're amongst friends, we don't want to hear that. You know, at that point, like, oh yeah, it's good. Oh yeah, you taste the the cinnamon that's in it. Yeah, it's good. Group man, cool. Let's leave it at that. You know. Yeah, you know, it's made in a in a in a small vineyard out in Estacado with them. Shut up, bro. I don't care about any of that you know even now the weed guy that's the worst at the at dispensaries and things like that and what's the THC and where, what farm is it from and where bro things have things have changed as far as far as like you know just being able to enjoy whatever your your your, your vices or your pleasure is like it's it's one of those things man like oh the, the enthusiast sorry miss me just just be quiet with all the education as I'm trying to enjoy this.
2: well Rashad Tastes like. Did you hear that, Patrick? I don't want to hear it. Tastes when we're like elderberries and honey. Oh, this guy, man. See, yeah, <laughs> that's what
4: everybody else is looking like. Cool, man. Tastes so, like beer to
2: me, you scumbag.
4: Yeah, so, did you see the Yankees lose the other day? Like, that's what we do. We try to change the subject
2: really fast. Well, that's rude. I know. I did that on purpose. I'm. They sorry. did lose yesterday.
4: Did they really? Yeah.
2: <sighs> they're in a. They're, they're. They're in a bit of a slump right now.
4: Well, coming back
2: know, down to earth. Yeah, well, it's July, so you it know, these The dog days to, of summer. These things tend to happen in baseball, yeah, especially in July. That they do. All right, we'll take a break. Coming up next, the Joe Cronin audio we were talking about, plus some Blazers summer league chatter for the rest of the hour. This is Sports Sunday. First, the Sports Center update.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai.
0: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: Weekend sports
2: with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, 9.39 here on your Sunday morning. Mike and Rashad with you until 11 o'clock today. If you miss any of the show, you can listen to it on the Les Schwab Tires podcast on the Odyssey app and on 1080thefan.com. Blazers, Summer League champions again. Let's give them something to talk about. Yeah. Let's go, Blazers. I mean, there's not really a lot to talk about there's with There's
4: tons it. to talk about. We're getting the championship. Right, we, we got, got a, the
2: ring. We got a banner that yeah. goes in
4: the Rose Quarter somewhere. Well,
2: we got a banner that goes in the fan studio that's well, we, going away yeah, in a couple months. This
4: other one, you know, that's been here for for four years. Yeah, right?
2: two thousand eighteen.
4: Two thousand eighteen. Get to take one down and put something else up. Look at us moving forward, man. Is
2: it progress? Building, building. Everyone is freaking out about the fact that they get rings. I, I'm talking negatively freaking out about it and i've just really been having a hard time understanding and it, it's it's who cares it, it just what they have, receive because it's a summer like what, if that's what they chose that's it, what they chose it just couldn't have come to a
4: worse franchise
2: like oh, it just boy. couldn't ser- i mean if
4: I, if i'm being Hold honest on. like if i'm being honest like the jokes just started raining in finally the blazers got their championship this is the one they've been looking for congratulations portland fans finally got that ring that we've been searching. Like, it's been one of those ongoing jabs that we get from everyone because where do you wear, like, when is it appropriate to wear your summer league? Never.
2: Why do you want a summer league ring? Like, But hold on, hold on, hold on. That's a – you're almost making it sound like it's the Blazers' fault. No, I'm not it's saying lame. it's the Blazers' fault, but I'm saying the fact that, that the it Blazers was the first year that it was available to be won and the fact that I
4: understood and the fact that we haven't won anything and the fact or since 77 the fact that we've been we got incredibly close one time which I think a lot of people feel should have been the Blazers championship in 2000. They go and play uh, Indiana at that point. I think they kill Indiana in four games to two. Like that's that's what I think at that point. But to to for for us to get rings and it just you know it's like it's cool because it's something they're doing now and you know you happen to be the the first team to to ever you know get those rings. Nobody cares about who's second or third to get them, but I, I, you're the first team to ever ever get them. It was just like man, championship championship summer league cool. It's not a real thing, you know. And I think that's the big thing. Like no one's season is better because you killed in the summer league. You might have a player come out of that and it's like okay derrick rose killed in the summer league and then went to to chicago and was killing damian lillard like okay are you that... saying
2: jabari walker is the next derrick rose fingers crossed oh
4: you know fingers awesome. crossed yeah i think that's what i think that's what everyone hopes is everybody everybody's best player is the next derrick rose sans the knee injury you know but uh yeah potentially he, he could be but we've seen a lot of guys in summer league a lot of the guys that are in summer league aren't going to even be on a g league roster you know, a lot of those guys are going to play, go back and play in Europe and in Mexico or wherever it is that they play. So you've got NBA talent on the floor, but not all of them are NBA talent. So it's hard to be excited about summer league. So for them to, to, to get rings, it's kind of like, cool, like the first ones. But come on, man, you I better
2: not see anybody walking around in their summer league. Right. I just – I kind of had more of a question about the fan reaction to it because, yeah, is it weird to have rings – championship brings for summer league sure but it is what it is the NBA is giving them out so why would you not be happy that to take them right No, you're you're gonna take them like it looks cool like oh yeah you know you you saw Trenton Watford wearing it in that IG video when he told Damian Lillard that was cute but the the fan reaction is what's weird to weird to me and I, I guess maybe it's a little bit like participation trophies that's what it feels like but I don't understand why people care that they won rings like i i saw okay this was my true honest reaction when i saw that they were giving out rings oh okay and then the blazers won and they, they showed off the rings and i was like cool good for them that was my reaction and yet 95 percent of what i'm seeing about it is why do they have rings because it's it, the summer league because
4: it feels like we're just start. we're getting to this point to where we're starting to give out awards for the sake of giving out awards Oh, we're gonna have two legends play in the All Star Game, even though nobody voted for them. We're gonna bring in these two legends to play in the baseball, three legends, however many they did to play in the 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 baseball All Star Game. Okay. Oh, we're gonna add a, a a Eastern Conference and Western Conference MVP award going into the like why? Why do we need those awards? We don't need a Mag- We've been doing just fine all these years, and now we're gonna add a Magic Johnson and Larry Bird trophy for the final for the for the conference final MVPs. Like. Okay, like, cool, but unnecessary. And now moving forward, there's a, a, a d- rings for the summer league champion. Like, are there going to be medals for the play-in winner? The people that go to the play-in, like, yes, man, here's your here's your silver medal or here's your bronze medal for for going to the play-in. Like, I'm, just, I think that's the thing that people are just like, well, what's with all the participation trophies? That's what it feels like. And so, winning the summer league should be good enough. Oh, because nobody's going to talk about it. The Blazers won. So, who won summer league last year? exactly you know no one cares no one cares
2: omaha thundercats exactly
4: no one cares and so it's like that we're giving out rings for something that no one really cared about summer league is a great spectacle to go to because you're going to see the rookie and then you're going to see the best players in the league just kind of scattered around the crowd as they're watching but for the most part it's not something that you get a ring for like that seems silly to me give rings to the all stars. Don't they? Didn't they do that? I don't know if they they used to. At, at a point, they gave rings to to all stars. Give them to them. I don't, like if know. there's going to be somebody that gets a ring for something,
2: give them that. All right. Well, let's take a break. We got a little bit more on this coming up next, plus that Joe Cronin audio that we talked about. Uh, but I really want to talk about Jabari Walker's play and where we think he may fit on the team moving forward, because there is a tendency to overreact to summer league play but I'm curious if that's going to be the case again with Jabari Walker. So we'll get to that next. And then Joe Cronin audio. This is sports Sunday I'm the fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve a nice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import Chicago, Illinois. were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. little Blazers chatter here in the midst of the offseason. Summer League champion Blazers recently crowned and are recently ringed. Is there a term for putting a ring on your finger? Put a ring on it. Well, right, but is there like a single uh, word uh, oh. like crowned? Uh, recently ringed.
4: <laughs> no no there should be we need to think of one mm. ring ring
2: them up bring <laughs> that's three words yeah what's what what is one word we can use to describe the 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 action of getting a ring put on your finger uh we'll think of it we'll think it. i'll get i'll think of something cool by the time the, the show's so over. you know what the blazers got married <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, at least, the, you know, at least they, the they engaged, did put a ring. They got a ring put on their finger. Yeah,
4: they at least got, you know, a short engagement.
2: Yeah, I guess that's like. true. Yeah. 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 A
4: little, little Vegas wedding. <laughs> that's what it was.
2: <laughs> well, a little Elvis Presley showing up somewhere, or Elvis Presley impersonator. Which is a real thing. You know, oh, you know, I've, I've seen it. I'm, I know. I know. You live down there. You've seen yeah, it a lot. It's, it's a very weird,
4: oh, thank you, thank you guys very much for showing up. I'm like, why do you want this guy to sound like Elvis? Like, this is weird. This isn't weird. Nobody takes it seriously. We're all laughing. <laughs> yeah, this is and then in reality, they're actually getting married. It's, this isn't real, but no, it's hella. It's weird. actually
2: real. Yes, so, you know, it's yeah. hella, hella weird. Yes. um So, my question, in my discussion, I'd like to have it's it's less of a question, but more of a discussion is how much do you think Jabari Walker will help the Blazers this year? Now, there's an interesting direction the team can kind of choose to go this year, depending on how they view their players and their team of, do you give the young guys more run than Terry Stotts ever did? Or do you not fully trust and you want to get back into a playoff position quickly and you want to give more minutes to the guys that you trust? Kind of like Terry Stotts did. You know, I I guess it's kind of the Terry Stotts question of, Do you play the vets over the young guys or do you give the young guys a bunch of run, even though this is the year you're supposed to at least get back to the playoff picture play in at the very least because damn is healthy. I think it's going to be interesting to see what Chauncey Billups does based on last year. And obviously this was forced by the tank. I would imagine that he will be willing to play the young guys more give Jabari Walker minutes during the regular season, good minutes, so that or decent minutes, so that he can improve. We didn't see Shaden Sharp for more than six minutes, but give him time to to show the team what he's got. And I, I think the good thing for Walker in particular, this is not so good for Sharp because you have a lot of guards, is that you don't have a lot of bigs, you don't have a lot of players playing forward. So, right now your starting four is Jeremy Grant. Your backup four is probably Justice Winslow, right? Uh, but then maybe Jabari Walker gets minutes, like five to ten minutes a game, kind of as that four, five, maybe three, second to third string backup player. I can see that every game. And if he brings even a little bit of the, like, deep understanding of the game that he showed in the summer league to the regular season, even in five to ten minutes, that should be helpful for the team off the bench.
4: Should uh, be. No, it, you're you're absolutely right. It it should be helpful for the team off the bench, and I think it's just a matter of figuring out where he's going to fit in. Like there are there are a lot of pieces to this Blazers team that people need to work. You know, so of course Damian Lillard kind of really reestablishing himself as the key uh, cog in, in this entire offense for the Blazers is important. But where does that leave Simons, who just had an amazing year as far as scoring the ball last year, and somebody that I think a lot of us as Blazer fans kind of feel like should be your second option all of a sudden, where does Jeremy Grant fit as far as is he going to be that 20-point-a-night guy, you know, or is he going to be comfortable with potentially averaging right around 12, 12 or 13, which is probably right around what, what, what he'll get considering he's going to have two guys who are going to chuck up a whole whole um, lot of shots. And so from there, now you're asking yourself where Shaden Sharp fits in. Behind Brandon Williams, behind Gary Payton, and behind Anthony Simons, and how he works himself into that roster, but I think it's going to be equally as, as tough. Uh, Josh Hart as for, well, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Josh Hart as well. But I think it's going to be equally as tough for Jabari Walker, you know, just because Jeremy Grant is somebody the Blazers expect a lot from in this first year, and maybe some, Jabari Walker could be somebody that really pops the next year. But I think Jeremy Grant is going to kind of shoulder a lot of that, uh, a lot of that work down low, and then Justin Winslow probably had his best year as a as a professional, as a Blazer last year. You know, I mean, I don't think he averaged as much, but as far as the play that he did, it's like it's probably the best he's played since really being in the NBA. So I think they expect a lot from here. Portland's own Drew Eubanks, you know, is somebody that can kind of shoulder the load uh, as a big man down low. So I think he's got some competition in between there. If he can do what he did in summer league against these, starters and and consistent you know uh, bench players in the nba if he can work and do this stuff in practice he'll be in the rotation no problem because the one thing chauncey billups wants to do he wants to play the best the best guys so if he goes out there and plays anything like he did in summer league chauncey Billups is going to make sure he gets get some burn because again when you're six foot seven six foot eight and can dribble like that and can handle like that and can make sure you can finish around the rim so he had a couple nice like a, around the around the head passes like ooh, yeah.
2: ooh there was one there was one that was uh, floating around social media from yeah. one of the games where he was he went up and and wasn't going to be able to finish the layup so he did the behind the yeah, back pass like, to ooh, somebody running in
4: that's nice and again a big that has the he does a
2: lot of those little things really well absolutely
4: and when you have a big that uh, can pass like that and more than that can can make kind of a flashy pass every now and then like Jokic is a great passer he's probably the flashiest passer. Uh, of any any of the bigs, but not like nothing like that. So if he can do things like that in practice and impress Dame and impress uh, Chauncey Billups, then I think he'll be in the rotation. You can't deny talent, and that's the thing. Terry Stotts comes from that Larry Brown school of thinking, to where a lot of the young guys don't get a lot of burn. When see remember when C J first came to the Blazers, he almost never played. He came off the bench. He averaged like maybe 11 minutes a game. He did
2: did have the foot injury his rookie year. He had the foot
4: injury. And then the next year he was still coming off the bench and wasn't really getting his opportunity. And then everybody left. And that's when it was like, oh, okay, CJ is is better than Wes. CJ is a better scorer than Nico. CJ is a better, okay. That makes sense all of a sudden. You know, so maybe we'll see the same thing uh, with, with some of these young guys. And, I'm expecting bigger things from Justice Winslow this year because I think he's finally understood. Remember, coming out of college, he was a top five pick in the draft? Something like that? Uh,
2: Lottery, I'd say, probably. I don't remember exactly where he was picked, but I think he was a lottery pick.
4: Yeah, so somewhere around – no, yes, excuse me, 10th pick. So somebody that you expect a lot from. I still think he can give the Blazers a lot more. He's an undersized big, but he can still play that position. And to be fair, I think most – bigs in the nba are undersized bigs now
2: well let's get to some of the audio from joe cronin next because he does he joined dirt and sprague by the way which is why we have the audio and he does discuss the size question because there is overall a lack of size in the front court behind nurk you know your backup center right now is drew eubanks Trendan watford right and then you've got Justice Winslow and Jabari Walker as the fours. It's a a pretty small team so far. And he does address that. He also talks about depth at the, the three position, which is certainly a question at this point, as well as more. So we'll have audio from Joe Cronin on with dirt and spray coming up to start next hour. This is Sports Sunday on the fan. Okay,
1: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.